This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a great guest. She is a returning guest. She lives in this house. She is a dancer, a historic house person, and many other great nouns. It's Sarah Scrimshaw. Hello! It's Hello. me! <laughs> <laughs> Another Mario introduction. Uh, yeah, it's my go-to. How are you feeling about your nouns? Um, I'm feeling pretty good about them. I am a dancer. I am a historic house person, which is a vague, <laughs> weird noun, but I I accept it. I like it. Um, I could say historic property person, but that just seems weird. That sounds like, like you're playing Monopoly. Them. Yeah. And that's not what I do, but um, yeah, I, I like those nouns. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I like those nouns too. Okay. In you general, feeling good about those? Yeah. And in this uh, podcast recording, I like those nouns. So, uh, is regular listeners of Obsessed know that you and I have been doing more episodes together? Sometimes we talk about a mutual obsession. Sometimes we talk about uh, kind of a review of a pop culture thing. Sometimes I interview you about something that is clearly your obsession. Mm-hmm. Like recently, we did an episode about trees. Which, look, I like trees, but you're obsessed with trees. This episode is kind of special because I think it's something we're both interested in, but I am very obsessed with, Mm -hmm. uh, and it is something that comes up often on the podcast because as we record here in our home, there is a table behind us that is uh, a literal mountain pyramid of action figures, and when other people come to our home and sit here and talk and ask me if... I'm obsessed. Then they kind of <laughs> turn away from the microphone and look at that <laughs> pile of action figures and go like, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm obsessed, as obsessed as you. So I figured since that pile of action figures has been featured on the podcast thousands of times, I'm exaggerating, uh, I figured we might as well talk about it and talk about action figures in general. I think it is. I am so excited to be here talking about this topic today. I think it is about time action figures got to be talked about. And that <laughs> it is about time. Weirdly phrased. <laughs> it is about time. They've been sitting here listening to all the podcasts. It sounds like I'm interviewing, interviewing the actual uh, action figures themselves, which I am not. If we are going to talk to each other. Yeah. 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 We're going to talk to each other. I want to talk to you first. You're going to interview me for most of this podcast. Yes. But first, I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you like action figures. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about your interests as well. But how do you feel about being married to someone who is very intense about action figures? <laughs> um, I think it is... Uh... Um, I mean, I think it's a great thing that I, that I like action figures and I think it would be really awkward if this was like, well, it seems weird. I don't know. No, I, um, it's fun. I didn't Can expect I just... you to say, <laughs> I've been meaning to talk to you. Uh, we I'm need not... to go to counseling about this we particular do not. issue. We do not. Can I can I just include part of how I feel about action figures? Because then I can answer the question without sounding weird and like sure. cagey. So I have been around action figures, but action figures have not really we're not really a big part of my life until we were together. And so it has been something that I have come to really appreciate. And it has been one of those fun things um, about when you have new friends or new relationships. Um, and especially for us being married, that I get to learn about your obsessions and your interests. And I have really come to have an understanding and an appreciation that does not match yours. But I thoroughly enjoy it being part of our lives. Okay. So was there a point, though, early on when we started dating 
I, I, I think I was very open with you that I liked them, but I oh, wasn't yeah. collecting a lot. And then as our relationship grew, uh, so too did my return to actually putting <laughs> lots of action figures in our home. Yeah. Were you, was there ever a point where you were like, I don't know about this? Or was it just that it was clear that I was uh, being brought joy? So you uh, were like all kind and supportive and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what happened in our marriage? I try to be kind and supportive. (laughs) I think that if there had been a point early on where you're like, I only want action figures out and nothing else. Right. That I, I, I've said many times on this podcast, I'm not a like a... I like many things. And so that I would have had a hard time with that. Um, if it were action figures to the exclusion of other things. Okay. But um, no, I don't. I honestly don't remember a time when I was like, ah, you know, this is all going really great. But <laughs> do I want to also be married to all the action figures? I, I, that was <laughs> never a conscious conversation that I had. There were no action figures in our wedding ceremony. There were I not. I just want to clarify I, that. I'm sorry, I didn't I even sneak one into my <laughs> pocket, which maybe now. Like, uh. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess I was partially curious because, you know, we'll talk a little bit about our history with action figures. But when we started dating, I was at a point where I was really specifically going like, like Revenge of the Sith, uh, the Star Wars film had just come out, and mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm going to get one or two. But right. when we first started dating, if I was like, I need to collect every action figure from the movie Revenge of the Sith, would it have given you pause? Um, ooh, That's a very good question. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think that it would have given me pause in the sense of here's a thing to know about a person, but not necessarily you know, like... <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't know that it would give me pause about our relationship, <laughs> but I. Um, I think by the time we got to you know like the Force Awakens and and your action figure collecting reawakened, uh, <laughs> with around that time, it, it was already enough a part of our lives that I just didn't. I didn't question it. And yeah. At that time, I think it would have been like, oh, here's another new like another new new door in the like what the advent calendar of dating I, <laughs> I was a very extensive advent calendar of new dating ideas wasn't i <laughs> <laughs> you just uh taught me a lot about wine and dance and travel <laughs> and i taught you a bunch of weird things anyway, wonderful things wonderful things well we'll we'll talk about that all right from there i'm gonna let you uh take over and ask away okay well I would. I talked a little bit about um, my starting or my background, which is that I didn't really have one. What I'd like to know is what was the beginning of your action figure interest and collection? Yeah, I just it was so a beginning uh, along with Star Wars mm-hmm. that it was. I don't remember not having action figures. Like I don't remember before action figures time. Okay, but I really remember coveting them like specifically long 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 before i had ever heard the word covet or knew the word covet that is the exact emotion i was feeling (laughs) uh you know there are pictures of very young birthdays of getting action figures Mm -hmm. um and i think not to be you know the uh the older person yelling at the sky uh, the magic of action figures in that era was you would see something once in the theater and then this was the way to take it home with you. Mm -hmm. This was the way to continue it. This was the way to have it be a part of your day-to-day life. So these, you know, little plastic molded things were an expression of a thing that you liked, but they were also 
an opportunity to have it be a continuation, Mm -hmm. you know, to make up your own adventures and to build a relationship with those things, these physical objects that was almost to me independent of what they symbolized in the movie. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I would love my Bespin Luke Skywalker and I would want him to go to Dagobah and meet Yoda when I could find the Yoda action figure I coveted yeah. and when I could find, you know, grandma or Santa Claus could possibly afford the Dagobah playset. I wanted him to go there and I wanted to recreate the movie. But then it was just a time where I spent so much time with that physical object and mm-hmm. I would turn it around and turn it around and learn, you know, the little folds of Luke's Bespin fatigues under his buttocks, you know, <laughs> the, the, you know, I would memorize every little fold of it and, yeah. you know, how the lightsaber fit in each hand and like it it was such a specific relationship with both the reality of the object and the idea of the object so i think that's i think my relationship with it started like that (laughs) that's fascinating and actually not something that i knew of that you would study them that carefully do you feel like I, I know some people listening might know you have a background as a visual artist do you feel like that was maybe part of your young artist visual artist brain seeing it as a a creation that was made or do you feel like it was more about telling the story with the action figure or more just interacting with any part of this world that had been opened up for you yeah i think it was about wanting to feel closer to the world and have a way to take the world home Mm -hmm. it's like star wars i was able to do it that was the big thing right uh i had a few star trek action figures um, I did, there wasn't like a super great, uh, superhero action figure line when I was super young. Mm-hmm. Um, there were the larger like Mego action figure slash dolls, but that was out of the question in terms of, you know, that w- that was something beyond, uh, financial reach. Right. Um, so I remember like getting a Batmobile toy that had little tiny, like pewter Batman and Robin that were like glued into the seat. Mm-hmm. And that was nice, but it was maddening because it wasn't action figures. Okay. So any time in my entire life, starting from from the Star Wars obsession, when I liked something, I wanted to be able to fully realize it by having the object. Okay. And specifically, it, action figure form spoke to you. The action figure, because I think it's such a little crystallization mm-hmm. of the individual character and the individual idea. And this is a roundabout way to answer your actual art question, mm-hmm. which is I don't think I would ever you know, think about that. Uh, think about it this way as a child but i think it was about the aesthetic because like when you're super young like i was you can kind of you can get moods you can get plot points you know that luke is wants to be a hero you know that han's kind of a bad boy you know that leia's really in charge like you can get these big picture things but you don't fully absorb all the ideas right so Mm -hmm. a lot of what i was gravitating towards in terms of science fiction and comic books was just aesthetic mm, it was just like yeah that's powerful that's interesting that's colorful but that's different than normal life mm-hmm. and that's i think what i you know what pulled me towards those things when i was far too young to understand conceptually why that was different than having action figures uh from you know a, a random sitcom Yeah. Because, like, sure, you know, a Jack Tripper action figure would have been (laughs) fine, but not as exciting because it's just a guy in suit pants. 
you know, it yeah. was the realization of the this bizarre aesthetic. Yeah. Did you ever, you mentioned having, you know, a few different um, properties of action figures. Did you ever, did they ever inter, intermix? Did they ever, did, you know, Spock go on an adventure with Luke? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, in particular, uh, my brother, three years older than me, and I, uh, we would often have like plots acted out with action figures. So it was definitely uh-huh. a part, long ago, a part of creative writing because mm-hmm. we didn't just have action figures fight we always wanted to have like a plot uh-huh. and uh we had a predetermined time where our parents had told us we would be going to a large toy store in an effort to buy star trek action figures because we really wanted star trek action figures mm-hmm. and we knew this was coming in the next few days so i have memories of having i think like luke and han having a conversation about we could beat the empire if we just had two more people to help us. And be, wow. so we were acting out Luke and Han wanting to be joined yeah. by Kirk and Spock. Wanting friends. <laughs> to think that that's what they needed to help topple the Empire. Yeah. We can do it with Kirk and Spock. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yeah. I don't think, I think once we actually had them, I think there was only so much inter intermixing. But mm-hmm. uh, it's, de- it's definitely an idea to like... Uh, you know, back in the day to do uh, so, some some mashups yeah. <laughs> that you could when all your action figures play together. Yeah, some of your own crossover episodes. Yeah. Um, so you talked about what they symbolized to you as a child, but now you are older than you were then. Uh-huh. Do you Not feel... my choice. <laughs> what do they symbolize to you today? Yeah, I think, th- I-, I think they symbolize the same thing, except for I can articulate it. They don't mm-hmm. symbolize the actual play, right? Because there mm-hmm. are there were some times where it's like, in terms of a narrative, I really want to be able to uh, act out Luke going to Jabba's palace. And I got Luke from Return of the Jedi, but I don't have Jabba. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I really want Jabba because he's cool and he comes with Salacious Crumb and I love Salacious Crumb, and, but then I can act out that scene. Okay. So I don't have, I think they don't have that uh, same aspect of play because I'm not literally playing with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I have so doubled down on when I see an action figure that I really, really want and I really, really covet, it's because I have attached to either that specific character or if it's you know a more detailed action figure a scene mm, in mm-hmm. the specific story that has really really spoken to me mm-hmm. so i think it is really about them being symbols of small engaging moments that fire my imagination or uh reflect something i really believe in or value mm-hmm. uh or just a you know, crystallization of the character Mm-hmm. Like uh, we've on the Four Center podcast, we've been doing the, these uh, episodes where we've been going back and talking about all of the different lines of Star Wars action figures. Uh, and there's a an Obi Wan Kenobi from the scene in Attack of the Clones where Alon Begano tries to sell him death sticks, and Obi Wan Kenobi, you know, says, "You don't want to sell me death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life." And uses a Jedi mind trick on him. Mm-hmm. And there's an absurd Obi Wan Kenobi action figure that comes with a little piece of the bar. Uh-huh. He has a drink he can hold in his hands, and his fin- his hands are molded into the little Jedi mind trick yeah. hand gesture. <laughs> and I I like that moment. It's absurd comedy. Yeah. Uh, but also the fact that a specifically Obi Wan Kenobi doing a mind trick at the bar is a specific action figure. I love the specificity and yeah. the absurdity of that. 
and we talked about it on this podcast and a, a very kind listener bought it for on eBay and, and sent it to us. Oh, wow. Um, and, and I think it, it's, it from my, for now it is like the, I want a Ray because I love the character of Ray. So I just want straightforward Ray with her lightsaber because that's mm-hmm. like a summation of the character. Right. But then in other instances, I want action figures that celebrate sort of the absurd specific, uh, specificity of a moment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like a moment that I think that I would love is in um, From the Force Awakens when Maz turns her glasses and climbs up on the table uh, to talk to Finn. I would love her like <laughs> climbing up on the table, adjusting her eyepieces with her eyes super huge. Yeah, that'd be so great I to would, be able to get would... a, a playset where Maz is on the table and you like pull a, a lever and she marches. I just at want it Finn's permanently face. like adjust her for permanently like <laughs> with her fingers up adjusting her eyes just you could have that by your computer looking at you knowing that she's seeing inside of you yeah so that's yeah. great i was gonna say you must covet that obi-wan one so now i know i don't <laughs> have to covet anymore <laughs> um do you have a favorite action figure Ooh, th- i mean that is just uh impossible to determine i think one that has been on my mind is a uh, yet another Obi-Wan Kenobi uh-huh. that uh, was, when we were first dating and Revenge of the Sith came out, I was really going to hold myself to a couple of action figures. Mm-hmm. And I bought this Obi-Wan Kenobi one that is a really good, it's just a really good mold of the character. Mm-hmm. So it really is just feels like here is a little statue of the character. Mm-hmm. And I think I haven't been quite appreciating that action figure because out of all of my action figures, it's the one that stayed by my desk. And it Ooh, stayed by my yeah. desk uh, after I, when I first bought it, and you and I were just first dating. Mm-hmm. And then you moved to London to get your master's degree, and I followed. And Obi Wan came with me to London, mm-hmm. and then we bought a house, and Obi Wan was right there at my house. And then we moved to Los Angeles, and I hadn't really tracked out of like, I don't know if I would name him as my favorite action figure, but then when I think about it, like, he's been right there by my computer yeah through all of these adventures of life with me and obviously there's something that i'm gravitating toward in that action figure that that he really has that pride of place yeah right by my computer always yeah that's huge yeah i don't know that i quite realized how how many moments in our shared life he has been there for i took him for granted <laughs> <laughs> it happens to obi-wan sometimes it really does and i think it, it for, for that one it is a little bit about uh aesthetic he's just a perfect mold so it just summarizes the what i think of is like the charm and the wisdom and the complexity of that character and when i look at it i just feel happy mm-hmm. but also i think it helps me like think about i like that i'm drawn to that character and it's and he's not a simple character he's a character right. that people have strong opinions about mm-hmm. and i think there's something about those ideas are summed up for me in a little way Wow. Yeah. Do you feel like you react differently to um, action figures that you have? I, most of your action figures you leave in the package. I do. But every once in a while there will be one that I think usually you have two of and you'll take one out of the package. <laughs> do you feel like you interact differently or have a different relationship with or thought process about the ones in the packages versus ones out of the packages? Yeah. Just- yes. I think the ones in the package are, they do feel a little bit more like... Um, an adult appreciation of the toys because they are very much uh, keeping them in the package is more about the idea of the of the toy mm-hmm. in 
the world, in our real world, right? Okay. Because yeah. it's a representation of how it was hanging on the hooks and how mm-hmm. it's presented. And it's the uh, the literal package, but it is also the total package of the idea of the action figure. Because you can look on the back and see what else was being advertised, right? And it, sure. It's in the package, really places it in time when it was made in the real world. Mm-hmm. An action figure outside of the package, I think, is a little bit more personal. Mm-hmm. Like it's... Uh, it's more about that, just that object and what it means to you. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing that object from every angle and you can engage with it mm-hmm. in a different way. So I think it gets more uh, more childlike and more personal. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I ask partly because I do now have some, as well as our shared family collection of action figures, <laughs> as you know. All of um, mine are yours. <laughs> yes. I do have a few action figures uh, that primarily you have given me as gifts. Um, most of which are in the package, but one action figure that I bought for myself is the, a little Yoda and which I bought to promptly take it out of the package. And, um, for a while was, uh, I, it was, I think the weekend that the trailer for Rise of Skywalker came out. Yes. So I was also like, I already just wanted a Yoda by my side. I just felt like I needed a a wise old buddy by my side. (laughs) (laughs) I needed a little Yoda, Uh, but I was very excited. I was um, gardening, of course, that weekend on our little balcony and planting things. And I was like, okay, watch the Rise of Skywalker uh, trailer. And I'm all excited to do a photo shoot with, you know, Yoda and I discussing it amongst the new garden plants, (laughs) uh, which kind of started my own little personal, not used very often, uh, hashtag for my own Instagram of my, my garden. Yoda. Uh, but it was really fun then to have this interaction with Yoda in a very non uh, Star Wars place. I mean, it is very Star Wars like. It often looks like he's on Naboo, Naboo or something. But yeah. um, I just, I ask because I've had such a, a different interaction and I get so much joy of just having Yoda just there kind of looking, thinking. Yeah. It, this might be a sick burn on me uh, because I do mostly keep them in the package. But yeah, there is a difference between feeling like I am collecting, preserving, displaying mm-hmm. in the package. And you take it out, even if you still take really good care of it so it doesn't get too banged up mm-hmm. or the limbs too loose. Right. Uh, the, the, the relationship is a stronger connection and more playful. Yeah. And I do want to mention for anybody concerned, Yoda had his own little saucer. So he was not like putting his feet in the dirt. <laughs> but he can if he wants. But he can if he wants. I, he did once or twice. But yeah. then I didn't want him to get dirty. I did want some of these questions, the, these great questions that, to hear your take. So do you uh-huh. have a favorite action figure? Either one that I've really explicitly gotten for you, your Garden Yoda. Uh, all of the action figures in our home are all of our action figures. <laughs> so you, you can answer anything. Um, I, I don't. And part of that is because it is out of fear of leaving... Of not thinking of the right one. Yoda is the only one that is, I think, that is like, that I consider mine and is near me that is out of the package. So the rest are in packages. Um, I have the first Leia that you gave me, which is one that is very sweet and important to me because it was the first action figure you had given me. Um, I really like Jyn Erso as a character. And so I'm very happy to have uh, Jin uh, up on my shelf Yay. and I really like some of the different like um, I mean I, I love a lot of the main characters but some of the maybe secondary characters that you don't always get as much attention like um, like Maz or yeah. Holdo and some of those so I really appreciate when we are able to find some of those that are a little bit harder to find yeah um, and and I do love um, um, 
I am my Princess Leia, my General Organa. There we go yes. from this last, uh, the last two movies. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. There. Have I named all of them yet? <laughs> no. There's still some more that you could name. So uh, that, that is a good insight, though. Yeah. But it, but it is interesting to just see, like, how differently you talk about Garden Yoda. Because yeah. you've, you've made a bond. Yeah. And I feel like Garden Yoda, um, I, I like, I will share if I may, that this you were out of town at Star Wars Celebration. And I did take him out of the package and i did have that moment like oh i should just text you and say don't worry this is a little yoda that i bought and took out of the package i didn't open any yoda because like but i also knew that you knew me better that i would never do that without having it be a conversation first yeah so i didn't um but that you did have more like and i think it was you can you can correct me i don't mean to be speaking for you that part of it was you're like this is a different yoda than any of the yodas that we have so where who is this yoda where did this yoda come from this is my really honest thought process <laughs> so at star wars celebration i was the the floor of star wars celebration uh just to paint a picture uh is you know there's a ton of stuff there but i would say 30 percent of the booths are action figures mm-hmm. and also you can get a beer and walk around so i was in like if i got to construct what heaven was it yeah. was it's pretty close to that i mm-hmm. was around friends had a beer and was looking at action figures so i was already in action figure uh, uh euphoria yeah and i got this nice text and I, and I was like oh that's so great and then i'm not used to you going and buying an action figure sort of for yourself like mm-hmm. you you kindly pick up ones that you think uh, we need, mm-hmm. but it's a very we, or yeah. we've been at the store together and you have spotted one before me. So we've, we've had moments of collecting them together. Mm-hmm. This was the first time you got something. So it just didn't occur to me. So I immediately went like, did she open one of my Yodas? <laughs> no, she would never, ever do that. What Yoda is that? And I did because we have several Yodas and the particular one you got is a, is a new package but it is the same mold is one of the ones that we have. Oh, I didn't even realize that. This is how obsessed uh, <laughs> I get. So I did totally have that moment. And then it was obviously like, well, the simplest answer is the correct answer. You simply bought yourself a Yoda. And then mm-hmm. that the dime dropped pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 But I it was it. a funny thought process. Yeah, it, it was. It was fun. Um, do you have any favorite specific action figure memories that you've not had a chance to share yet Ooh, uh that is a difficult one because there are so very very many action figure memories and uh, i have shared a lot of them on various podcasts but i i think one that sort of jumps to mind because it was a different experience and i was uh surprised by it mm-hmm was uh, I went to the Gallifrey One convention, the Doctor Who convention mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, and I got to do a comedy show, and that was great. And I thought, like, well, while, while I'm there, I really like the 12th Doctor. I'm going to find a 12th Doctor, uh, Peter Capaldi action figure, mm-hmm. and pick him up. Uh, and they have, you know, a couple different variations. But, you know, in some of his uh, costuming variations, mm-hmm. the 12th Doctor wears mostly black. Uh, he is... Uh, he is older than me, the actor, mm-hmm. but he's a, you know, definitely a, a, a middle-aged man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, really uh, comedy-focused, but also kind of obsessive and <laughs> serious, you know? <laughs> so I, I had kind of put together that, like, oh, maybe I like the 12th Doctor so much because 
I see a little bit of who I maybe want to be mm-hmm. in him, especially when I get a little bit older than I already am. Mm-hmm. And I picked up the action figure and I was like, oh, this is so great. This is so amazing. And then I had this sudden epiphany of like, this might be the closest I ever get to having an action figure of myself. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, he's got a similar build to me and it was wearing mm-hmm. similar like, clothes. And I, you know, I tweeted that and people were like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a really different and interesting experience of uh, connecting to an action figure in a way that I didn't expect to. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, if I may share, please do. I'm going to share two actually. One is, uh, you mentioned earlier that I went to graduate school in London and you were there with me for part of the time. And at that time in the UK, you could go into, um, you know, action figure comic book stores and find and toy stores. And just like here, many places have Star Wars sections, they would have Doctor Who sections, of course, because it's um, the UK. Yeah. But that was such a new thing. And the first time that we walked into, I think it was, um, it was a toy store. It wasn't specifically a collectible store. And they just had the Doctor Who section and seeing and experiencing your joy (laughs) was so, it it truly, like, I don't, it was so much fun to see and experience that and have that be like, okay, well, here's an experience that I've been able to help provide for you, my partner, by being in London of you get to see this thing. And then as then I also got very into like, oh, what do they have here? And, um, you know, what which version of the Cyberman is this? And so it was a really fun. I think honestly what it is is that is one of the first times that I really felt that joy of discovery in a store looking at action figures right because so, it's it's i'm sorry i didn't mean to no no because as much as it it you know what i'm really thinking about is your joy in seeing like the glow and the the childlike wonder in your eyes of like what doctor who in a like <laughs> toys are us type thing yeah um but as i think about it the joy that i'm thinking about is also i think that is the first time that i really understood and then it it stayed with me after that. It wasn't a like, oh, this is a one-time thing and we're going because this is the thing you're really interested in and I am supportive and love you and want to do, you know, things you're interested in, whether or not I am. But it was like, oh, no, this is part of the fun of it. As you turn around the corner and you get to see something magical that transports you to a slightly different place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it is that uh, there are many things, I think, in general human psychology and particularly when we're obsessed, where there's a little bit of a cycle to it. There's Mm -hmm. a desire for it and then the acquiring of it and then it exists with you, you know, Mm -hmm. particularly when it's, uh, and there are different joys and like, ooh, I added it to my collection, but that joy of discovery Mm -hmm. in the moment. And I think that is so deeply rooted to that childhood coveting. Like, can I bring the impossible home? Like, as much as the, the, can I, I saw these things on the screen or on the television or in a comic book. Can it be physically real? And could I bring that home with me? And there's, mm-hmm. you know, no matter how old or cranky I get, there's always just a little bit of that in the store, particularly when you discover something at the store that you've been looking for or didn't even know was out yet. Yeah. That, that in that initial moment of, ah, yeah, is bringing the impossible home. Yeah. That's a great catchphrase for it. Yeah. You said you had two I memories. Too. My other one is, uh, <laughs> it's not, I don't actually remember this, but <laughs> <laughs> but I want to talk about it anyways, though I do. No, it is my my very first action figure. Oh, yes, please. Um, so 
some people, if you know me, may have seen this picture before, but when I was a very small child, um, I do still to this day and will always have an older brother. And <laughs> <laughs> when <Old> I statement. <laughs> and when I was very small, uh, Andy, my brother, decided that what I needed for Christmas was a Princess Leia action figure. And I was just too young to remember it now, but we have great photos of him helping me to open it up and me getting very excited about it. That all I remember are those two photos, which I've looked at many times and I love. What I remember is that I played with it so much that Leia's head fell off. <laughs> and because, I, you know, I loved dolls and stuffed animals and was, you know, probably two and, you know popped her head off but um, those original canner heads rolled pretty easily yeah but and i do i do have that very specific memory and not even in like a oh i've ruined it or crying about it but just like oh i really like this dog but you know probably at that age you break a lot of things so you don't have deep trauma about it so i I, that's not a traumatic memory i just do remember that her head fell off (laughs) (laughs) there that's my other favorite example I, yeah, uh, I want to share another <laughs> another favorite memory recently because it ties into a couple of things that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my collecting flared up a lot with Force Awakens, but in particular the Last Jedi line because I just I really liked the line because it was really clean and specific, didn't come with a lot of garbagey extras. It was just like all of their accessories made sense. Yes. You know? uh, and, and I just really aesthetically loved that line. And you were, of course, very supportive that I was really like, I kind of do want to collect them all. The line's not that big. Um, and I remember a specific moment where the second wave of them had come out and there was a couple that I knew were out and would want to find. And we walked into the aisle at Target and you saw the Leia with her awesome Last Jedi dress and blaster Mm -hmm. quicker than I did. And I was kind of looking at something on the bottom shelf and you're like, ha, (laughs) and your hand shot out. (laughs) And before I knew it, you had it. And it was just this like great moment where I didn't feel just like you were being understanding and supportive of my interest, but that you were legitimately all in as well. Like not all, not like, great, let's schedule, (laughs) you know, uh, (laughs) vacations where we just go action figure hunting, but just in, in a not super obsessed way, Mm -hmm. but totally of your own volition. Totally. it, It just made me feel so great that you fully wanted to be a part of it yourself and not just support me. Mm-hmm. Does that make yeah. sense? No, absolutely. Yeah. And I remember having such delight at finding that one and then also feeling a little bad that I had not because because I even though I do enjoy it and I'm realizing while we're talking about it, how much more it is a part of my life than I maybe would have thought. Um, you know, I wanted to make sure that you had the opportunity to, <laughs> to find it. No, no, But it please, was a great it was, shared opportunity. It was amazing. A shared experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that kind of ties us into the next question I want to ask, which is if you have ever, um, if you ever have or if you ever would give up an action figure so a child could have it. <laughs> I'm not comparing myself to a child. I'm just talking about sharing. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have uh, checked myself before I wrecked myself at the actual toy aisle. And if there was a child, you know, it was, we we're having that moment. We we're both going toward it at the same time. I have successfully backed off. <laughs> but it is definitely I have to have that voice in my mind like back off. Yeah. I, I have actually I've been there with you and you have done that. So yeah. I can. You get in touch. I can back you up. And you picked up a really cool Darth Vader Ahsoka Tano two-pack mm-hmm. with every intention of giving it to a child. Mm-hmm. And 
and it was eating me alive because it was <laughs> extremely cool <laughs> two-pack. But I was like, nope, that, that's cool. And then you uh, found something else that you thought was better. Yes. And I I admit to uh, feeling both uh, joy and a, and some guilt of how <laughs> happy I was that you had found something else to give to a child. <laughs> you know, it's, it's good to know yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I know myself perhaps all too well. So you touched on this a little bit, but not specifically um, dialed in. What is the best part for you, the collection or the, the possession and owning the collection or the hunt? I think it is like 60%. I guess I wouldn't say the hunt. I would say the discovery. Okay. I like the hunt. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and when I was... Uh, just becoming an adult, there was a, a resurgence of Star Wars figures available, mm-hmm. and like so, when I first like got my first car and I had a beat up old nineteen seventy eight Ford Fairmont, that was a fun activity for me to literally like drive from store to store looking for. Can I find this one? <laughs> That's so funny because I was just gonna say. For the record, we have never gone searching from store to store for action figures. No, for us, like for it, us, it, yeah, least. in our adult life, it really yeah. right now it really is like when we go to target we stop at the store or like every once in a while I remember like i you know i was out with some uh 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 friend creative friends some writer friends and one of them wanted ice cream from rite aid and i was like what a weird thing and i was like wait a minute there might be an action figure aisle <laughs> <laughs> and i found one and it was great uh yeah so i, I don't know about the hunt mm-hmm. i think the moment of discovery is sometimes just as joyful in a way that kind of can't be captured. Mm-hmm. I guess it is kind of captured because I buy the action figure. Yeah, uh, but definitely owning the action figure is is just beautiful and great. We have a storage display issue right now, and I ha- am spending a decent amount of time really fantasizing about different ideas of how could I display them so I can really rotate them around and I can really enjoy them all. And how can I kind of for the few that I do have out of the package, how can I switch them around so uh, you know I have a little bit more variety in which action figures get my full love and attention. Yeah. Would you like it? So, you know, like the, the pop figures, which can come out of the box yeah. and can be put back in. Would you like an action figure that you could take it out of the package and put it back in and none would be the, the wiser? Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Cause I've got severe package issues. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so you didn't quite answer the question that you started to say <laughs> 60%. But then you didn't say which direction got the 60%. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, w- I will say 60% the hunt slash moment of discovery. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. I, re- I say that with surprise. I register my surprise. And then 40% yeah. the owning. Because it's yeah. not like I get it and like, nah, I don't care anymore. I just wanted to chase it. It's I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just trying. Because I want the truth to be having the thing is, of course, it's that's the thing that I spend money on is to continue to own it. It's not like. I discover an exciting action figure at Target and give someone $10 and go, thanks for the experience. <laughs> you can keep the action. Like, right. So it feels more rational to say owning it. Yeah. But I think there is something maybe in larger human psychology, uh, certainly in my psychology, that um, it, it, a, a part of keeping just going and mm-hmm. having energy in life is wanting things at a healthy level, mm-hmm. right? To be on a path like when a script is really going well it's joyful to have it done that's the goal Mm -hmm. 
but there's something this is this is really going way out on uh, uh, philosophical limbs, especially if we're talking about action figures. I think having a real desire and a goal mm-hmm. quiets any kind of existential dread of why are we here? Mm-hmm. Where am I going in life? What's the point? When you have a goal, especially when you're focused on, mm-hmm. that's answering all of those questions. Like in this moment, at this target, I really want to find Rio Durant. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, which is a really weird thing to say, like finding a specific action figure. Like, yeah. you know, right now, I don't have a great Steve Rogers from the MCU action figure. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I kind of passed him up. But I've been, when I've been going into Target, I've been like looking to see, like, are they going to put one out? Because I kind of, I really like that character and what he symbolizes. And like, yeah. that's the exact right thing to add to my collection. So it's nice to have that sort of focused, I want that. Yeah. Would you like it if we took some of the action figures and very carefully and delicately put them in a box or better yet a series of boxes and we had our own inside of our house um so they're not going through the mail like subscription service and so every three months you would open up a different (laughs) shoe box and those were the like 12 action figures that were going to be out for the next six or three months. And then, you know, and then you're like, okay. And then maybe you have the option of like, oh, I want to keep one or two out, but I'm going to put the rest in the box and see what the next subscription box is. So it would be a loot crate for your own belongings. Yeah. (laughs) I would love that. Yeah. Okay. That would be strangely amazing. Yeah. Because it is that, I don't know. I think I also feel guilty of like, it is a ridiculous privilege to be able to collect action figures. It is. Um, so I don't ever want to like uh, be dismissive about owning them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that would be cool, especially since like I'm not setting up massive adventures, not like models for like role playing games, so I can act- actively use them. Mm-hmm. Right. They just kind of rotate what is what's on on top of the pile, what's on the you know, four or five places, you know, by my bed, by the computer, you know, on the coffee table. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be, having a service where it basically just rotates, like, mm-hmm. look at all your friends. Right. <laughs> and different friends are going to yeah. come visit this week, but other ones have to go, you know, shoot a movie. So they're going to leave and yeah. go over here. Yeah. I okay. love Loot Crate for what you already own. Okay. We can do this. <laughs> I've got a mission now. <laughs> and I'm very excited about it. Um, so you talked about for yourself and we've talked, and for me, and we've talked about it for, um, taking phys- figures out of the package versus leaving them in. But do you feel like in general, in the, the bigger picture, there is a difference between taking them out, leaving them in, do different types of people prefer different types of things or different types of collectors, not to categorize people, but. Yeah. I mean, I, I really wrestle with this, mm-hmm. uh, because I think like we were talking about, I think. Uh, there is, you can kind of make a bigger bond by taking them out of the package and, mm-hmm. and uh, reconnect to their purpose uh, to really connect with what they symbolize and, mm-hmm. to, and to really enjoy them just as an object, just as an aesthetic, right? Right. That you can fully do that when they're out of the package. And I think it just kind of symbolizes the messages and a lot of the entertainment that I like, which is why I like these action figures anyway. Certainly Star Wars, but a lot of things with superheroes too about living in the moment accessing uh you know your 
creativity, your sense of play, uh, not being uh, facing your fear and kind of letting go. Mm -hmm. So I should be all into that, but I feel like I am a steward of action figures in the package. And there's Mm -hmm. a part of me that's even when I, I have two, it's not even about me. It's about that once I open this, there will be one fewer of this character in the package. Yeah. And I think that goes back to maybe just like I need to try to let go of my childhood because, you know, you know, especially like original Star Wars action figures in the package, especially in decent condition, are really expensive because right. they're rare because nobody was collecting them. Right? right. So I definitely have some issues to work through mm-hmm. about being, you know, a 95% in the package human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I, an in the package human, that's not how I want to describe myself, but it's true. Yeah. I'm, well, playing off I'm of that. I'm in the package. If you were in the package and you were the action figure and you were not buying Peter Capaldi as the doctor, but you were promoting Joseph Scrimshaw, the action figure, uh, what accessories would you want to come with you? Ooh, oh, that's great. Uh, and I've asked other people that. There's always that choice of do you want to be uh, to have a fantasy answer or a real answer? Mm-hmm. I'd like both. Okay. You know what? I am I am going to package both so you can, if somebody wanted an action figure me for some incredibly strange reason, uh-huh. they could uh, portray me as I am <laughs> in existence or they could go crazy. Uh, yeah. So I would like uh, something that symbolizes writing. But there's something about a laptop that's too real world yeah. for me. So I would want like uh, a little notebook, a little Ooh, fun notebook mm-hmm. uh, that I came with where the action figure me could jot down ideas. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I would like a martini with a twist. Uh-huh. So it could look like I'm both drinking and writing. <laughs> uh, I would like a microphone because that mm-hmm. symbolizes podcasts and performance. Mm-hmm. And of course, I want a lightsaber. I mean, come on. Right. Uh, yeah, I want a miniature version of the lightsaber I actually made at Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> Perfect. I I think that is a beautiful action figure. And if I and if I it's a deluxe package, yeah, where you can get like a smaller figure with me. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I would like a little squirrel. Oh, of yeah. course. So yeah. there you go. That that is beautiful. <laughs> I will buy that action figure package. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if you could have an action figure of any historical figure, is there anybody that you would really want an action figure of? Ooh, wow. That's really great. I'm trying to think of like real uh, uh, people because sometimes when, when I'm really enjoying something, I do like we're in a world where there is more action figures of lots of different things. And I've right. got to have like lots of superhero action figures over the years and sometimes other more obscure things. Um, but a, a historical figure, I think I would want a writer. I'm going to mm-hmm. say Kurt Vonnegut. Well, that seems because appropriate. I also like absurdity and like I actually do have, I don't have a Frank Sinatra action figure. I have some uh, uh, Frank Sinatra doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two, in fact. Um but just like a little action figure. I always like action figures that strain the action. So like when you get a character who's not <laughs> particularly active. Right. And I feel like Kurt Vonnegut is a writer who's meant a lot to me. But he's also, I think, a person who would, had there been an action figure of him in real life, he would have found it sort of uh, delightfully absurd. Yeah. You know, and appreciated the sort of irony of, that's cool, but that's weird, but that's kind of a crystallization that's how humans work. We need symbols of larger ideas to fully 
hold on to them. Mm-hmm. And so it goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the words of Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, if people to enter our home had to talk to an action figure, interact with an action figure <laughs> to get into our home, who would it be? Ooh, like of the ones. Like instead of a doorbell. Like yeah. we just have some setup where they have to talk to or interact with uh, some action figure. Yeah. Who would it be? I'm going with Garden Yoda. Garden Yoda is <laughs> out of the package. Uh, so he really gets to see what's going on in real life. And if somebody actually did ring a bell and he just suddenly heard Yoda, you know, out working in, in the plants. <laughs> and I was like, Why are you here? Yeah, I, I would I would love that if people called and Yoda said, Why are you here? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna move on to our how obsessed are you questions, and I get to ask you. Yay. Do you think about action figures every day? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> would you want action figures to come to life like Toy Story? Yes and no, because uh, you know we were we were talking about Garden Yoda, and that's delightful. But this would go to towards some of my issues with keeping all my action figures in the package. Oh no! <laughs> I like you're be... worried they would suffocate. No, that they would just be annoyed. Like, come uh, on, man. Yeah. Let let me breathe free. You know, let let me get around. Like, you gave me a nice Aquaman and Jason Momoa's Aquaman action figure, which I like also just because I, I do like that movie. But I also just find the like, hey, I'm a badass, long hair, heavy metal Aquaman kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And I feel like heavy metal Aquaman would be like, dude. Come on. Yeah. Let, you know, let me swim in the ocean. <laughs> let me, uh, you know, go out and, and drink some beers into yeah. the bar. Come on. I feel like he would just punch his way out of the package and True. let you deal with it. Now, what about if the action figures could make it look like they hadn't opened the packages, but they could actually, like, you know, this is their house. They know how to get in and out. Oh, yeah. Maybe they move through paper or plastic or whatever. Oh yeah, if they if they basically were like little little spies, little, yeah. uh, they could uh, break and enter their own packages and then mm-hmm. go back. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love to imagine when, when I'm not here, like Peter Capaldi is, you know, uh, talking to Black Widow. Uh huh. Right. They're <laughs> doing a little gardening with Garden Yoda. Yeah. Would you want to be here for that, or yes. would you prefer that you did not know? Yes, and I I, I know that it's uh, kind of absurd, but like I think because. The whole point of these thing, these action figures are a, a doorway to imagination. Mm-hmm. Like I would, it doesn't scare me, and it probably should. Like there's a million, <laughs> s- you know, stories about toys, you know, uh, coming to life and uh, attacking you. And uh, obviously, Toy Story has some emotional ups and downs. But mm-hmm. no, I would love it. Yeah, I would love to actually have them come to life. Would you be want able to chat with them? Would you want to interact with them, or would you feel like you needed to pretend? Oh, I'm still asleep, and I don't see this. And let them interact around you so you aren't actually interacting with them. You're just seeing it and they you know, don't know that you are. The, honestly, the first thing I do is ask them if they wanted to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I like it. If a politician collected action figures, would it make you more likely to vote for them? Possibly. It depends on how they act about them. Okay, like if yeah. it was a like mm-hmm. forced like, look, I'm trying to be relatable. Here's a silly thing I like. Like sometimes when politicians talk about like a real world thing they like, like I sure like beer, you know, it feels forced. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to relate to you. So if it was like that, mm-mm. but if it was like really like somebody was doing an in-depth interview and like went into their home and there's like, oh, y- you didn't. That's not staged. Yeah. You know, 
you actually do have, you know, an action figure of like Jane Austen, which you can actually get Mm -hmm. uh, sitting there. I'd be like, oh, no, that's that's to me. I would have the bias of that's somebody who has a sense of uh, imagination and a sense of still being connected to play. Mm hmm. Yeah, or if somebody like, you know, you often see people with their bookshelves behind them if they just happen to have, you know, maybe like a Chewbacca out of the box just sitting there on their bookshelf next to their political books. Would you, that felt real and didn't feel staged? Would you, yes. or do you not? Yes, because okay. I'm super in this moment right now of like, I want politicians who are smart and thoughtful and strategic and have an idea, but I also feel like it, a part of the responsibility of politics is to inspire, mm-hmm. which means you have to have a sense of fun and joy and possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. On the opposite side, would you ever stop being friends with somebody who hated action figures? <laughs> uh, I don't think I would stop being friends with them. I think not not immediately. I think if they constantly <laughs> brought it up to me, <laughs> I would. And I think if it was like they truly did think that that was that it was a sign of childhood and immaturity and it should be left behind, Mm -hmm. I think I would discover like, well, our other interests need to be really compatible because that's a big place where we miss each other. Yeah. It's a big life approach difference for you. Yeah. 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 Just they're not a part of my life and I don't want them. That's fine. But hates them. Yeah. yeah, and other yeah. people should not have them rather than doesn't want them for themselves is yeah. the difference. Yeah. yeah, the, you know, childhood things belong in childhood. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Would you ever cosplay as a very large action figure? <laughs> With Ooh. your joints and all? Yeah, it depends on how articulated I am. Uh, how many, you know, points mm-hmm. of articulation I have. A perfect three and three quarter action figure just blown up to size. Okay, so yeah. So most collectors prefer more articulation because to me they are more about like just being kind of symbols of the idea. I'm fine with it. I can only move my shoulders, my hips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my legs are entirely straight and uh-huh. I can turn my head, but I have to do it gently or it'll fall off. Yes, <laughs> that would be fun. I, I would love to try to cosplay as a specific action figure. Who? Ooh, that would be really, really difficult. Uh, I couldn't do it is that Obi-Wan Kenobi at the bar because it, it, he looks a lot like Jesus and people would just go like, why are you Jesus with a really stiff neck? Yeah, <laughs> and you wouldn't be able to drink the drink and that might drive you crazy. Oh, yeah, because it would be plastic. Yeah. yeah, you know, okay, since we're just going crazy go fantasy, mm-hmm. um, I saw someone at a convention dressed as uh, the original Star Wars action figure uh, Hammerhead. Uh, nice. The character, of course, later gets an actual name, Momaunda Dunn. Uh, and same thing happened with a character uh, who is named Ponda Baba, mm-hmm. uh, but back in the day was Walrus Man. And a colorful orange jumper, big flipper feet. <laughs> I would love to walk around and have people go like, are you from an anime that I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> now, are you picturing these as the action figure out of the box or would you be in the package? <laughs> I'm torn. I would be happy to be the action figure in the package if I set up like a uh, totally elaborate like scooter system where I could roll around. But right. it would bug me if I was in the package, but my feet were hanging out so I could walk. Oh, right. Of course. Of yeah. course. No, it needs to be accurate. Yeah. That, that would be silly. <laughs> <laughs> if one day it rained action figures, how would that make you feel? Oh, torn. And I'm just going to clarify I say rained, but they are not wet. 
<laughs> it, things are coming out of the sky and this is action figures, but it's not like packages of action figures that are also getting wet because they're cardboard. Got it. So. Are they in the package? Um, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we don't want any, you know, damage from falling. I think it would be torn on a couple levels. One would be like the, ooh, exciting uh-huh. action figures. But like, oh, are they going to get banged up when they hit the ground? So I think I would immediately start to try to catch them all, not mm-hmm. collect them all, catch yep. them all. <laughs> would you put out like big nets to try to provide soft surfaces for them? Yes, yes. Okay. And then honestly, I have, I and this is why I am a little bit more uh, tipped to the side of hunting and discovery. If they just came from nowhere... You know, mm-hmm. that would take, a, like, if every superhero action figure I could possibly want, if one of every character from the MCU just fell from the sky, that's not a fantasy to me because I want the I want the memory from each one. Yeah. Like, I remember action figures you gave me. I remember specific action figures I discovered. Yeah. I remember one time when I was very young, we went to the hardware section because my dad wanted a hammer, and somebody had put Greedo there. And then for, <laughs> I think, a good year... I always check the hardware section just in case there was a cool action figure there. Yeah. You know, so it's to me, it is also about those memories of each one. So I would feel like this isn't really a bonanza. Yeah. Because I enjoy owning them, but I also want the memories of finding each one. What if you knew that each day an action figure would appear somewhere in your day, but you didn't know where or how or what action figure it would be? Like one day it might fall from the sky, another day it might be hiding behind the hedge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want a surprise hedge action figure. I like that it would be both joyful and tense because what I immediately pictured is I'm driving along and there's one in the road like, ah, swerve. Right, yeah. yeah. No. That and- Maz Kanata with uh, soul looking eyes that you want. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's not when you want to come across when you're driving. No, but no, I would love that because it would get to that moment of discovery and being mm-hmm. unique and a surprise. Yeah. And you wouldn't know what time of day or... Or what yeah. action figure or from what story or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> if aliens visited Earth and you got to greet them, would you bring them an action figure to explain human culture? Yes. I think I would mm-hmm. because of uh, how obsessed I am and how much I feel like I can articulate about like... Here are all the things I can show. We tell stories, mm-hmm. and those stories are very important to us. And here's one of the ways that we uh, bring the stories into our real life. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is our level of technology. Like, look at how well articulated and Boba Fett's rocket fires. So mm-hmm. look, we're, we're pretty technologically advanced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's there's a lot there. The great debate for me would be which action figure, yeah, what, what story does ask. it tell, mm-hmm. right? And would it be right away with these aliens or would you wait until like day two? Mm. No, I think it was just like the assignment is one human is going to greet aliens and you bring something to start the conversation about humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, I in fact, I know which action figure I'd bring. Ooh, yes. It was, uh, you had to be in a Star Wars club and mail away. Now I'm sure you can just get it on eBay. There is a Christmas Yoda with Yoda dressed as Santa that mm-hmm. is based on a drawing that concept uh, designer Ralph McQuarrie made uh, for Christmas cards at Lucasfilm, I believe. So you would be able, I would love to bring something of like, (laughs) this is just an object, right? And you can go, ooh, green and red and white. And how does that make you feel when you look at it? And then I can go, here are the layers that we humans don't just have an idea and it sits next to another idea. We pile ideas on each other because we even start with what the hell is this uh, it's a 
it's a wise Jedi Muppet from an old movie. But then you go down, down, down to, well, Christmas was moved to this year, this time of the year, because the pagans wouldn't stop part. Like, you can get down to the levels and levels of ideas. Yeah. You know, of humanity. Yeah. From that one action figure. Yeah, that's beautiful. The concept of giving and receiving presents, because he comes with a little present. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Okay. I'm curious to see how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Uh, This one's a little bit more personal. Okay. Have you put any action figures in our earthquake bag? (laughs) I haven't, but I should. I really should. And I will consult with you about what action figure uh, goes in there. I don't know. I think we might need a Leia. I think so. I think we might need to buy a specific earthquake uh, backpack Leia Organa. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. To lead us through <laughs> the dark times. Mm-hmm. To see what happened to, to help us <laughs> with whatever needs to happen next. Uh, excellent choice. If a bear blocked you from getting the first of the new Rise of Skywalker action figures, would you try to get past the bear? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was asking that. It's like, oh, why am I even asking this? I know the answer. Tell, uh, what would you do? What would I, I would dart. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think if it was like I was on a reality TV show and they were like, hey, we're going to put the action figures on one side and then a bear is going to be there. I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm not going to choose that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, part of the reason I, I asked this question of people on the podcast is I know myself of like I, if somebody said you have to fight the bear or if it was like if it lunged at me and tried to bite, I would be defensive. But if it was just standing there, mm-hmm. I would be so obsessed about I want that. Yeah. I would take the risk to dart around. And if it's so, there's a store. Right. And there's only one entrance to the store. Okay. They have a, a rear exit because they, they do mean fire code. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's only one entrance. Right. This is the only store that has the Rise of Skywalker action figures. Right. And the bear is in front of the doors. Yeah. You're still going to try to dart around the bear. That would be my first instinct mm-hmm. if I think that there is any... Any leeway, because then mm-hmm. I in in on it, I feel really guilty about this, but I'm gonna be super honest. Yeah, I would have a brief moment of joy because I would think other people aren't gonna dart around the bear, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe all the really good action figures won't be sold out yet. Yeah, would you bring an action figure that you have meant to take out of the package but you haven't yet, and uh, just keep it in the car in case you run into a bear, and then you'd be like, "Here, bear, here's your action figure," and then you can dart around it yes. and get the action figure. We need to get an earthquake, Leia. <laughs> And then I need to get an action figure that talks uh, to entertain the bear. There maybe you go. The, maybe one that roars yeah. and has like little arm movements. So the action figure looks like it's trying to be as big as the bear and see if that works. I think it's great. Okay. <laughs> we are making so many plans on this podcast. <laughs> Would you make a noise to sum up your obsession with action figures? Oh, yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think it is going to be this is the you know the lightsaber lighting up mm-hmm. because so many of my most cherished moments of discovery are finding some sort of jedi mm-hmm. and that it, it captures that feeling of elation yeah is that kind of the sound that's inside of your head yeah when you find it's something like, it's yeah. like it's like this it's this both percussive yet resonant feeling mm-hmm. you know and I, I i'm not going to but i could Go on and on about the the very specific moments where I've had a super joyful discovery, and it is almost always uh, uh, 
a Jedi of some kind. Mm-hmm. And it it and even when it is like Doctor Who or something, it has that feeling of elation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's great. That's wonderful. Okay, it is time for you to rate yourself. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. On a scale of one to ten, how obsessed are you? Hmm. I am going to give myself an eight. How do you feel? Oh, I got, I, I, <laughs> dear listeners, I got a look to, that said, are you sure about that? Uh-huh. Do you think, you think I should be higher? I do. Okay. Right. I mean, I, I feel like it's gone up and down over the years. Yes. Um, That's why I've lowered it because uh, obviously the connection to them is always going to be strong, but I have very successfully stopped myself from actually collecting for long periods when I knew it wasn't the right thing for time or money or space, Mm -hmm. I have stopped or slowed myself. Yeah. I think I'm coming at it less from the acquisition of new action figures being the obsession and more about the obsession level with the action figures that are already under your care. Yes. Okay. Then I will go to 11. (laughs) (laughs) No, if it is, if it is, if uh, in, this is great for me to be on the other end of this conversation because yeah. people define obsession in such different ways. And some people who come on the podcast feel like I don't want to be too obsessed or that's shameful. And other people come on the podcast be like, I want to earn being on a podcast called Obsessed. So I need to be this obsessed. So everybody right. comes at it in these myriad of ways. Yeah. And I know you said you were 60% about the discovery, but. I think the obsession we've talked about, all the different ways you interact with action figures and think about them and, you know, like the ones that have been by your side for so many parts of your life. I am obsessed with the concept of them. And if somebody Mm -hmm. offered me a job that just totally involved them or if somebody offered me to just like write a book about why they matter, that would just, you know, fire me up so much. I Mm -hmm. think, uh, I think, yes, when it's just down to the idea of them and what I think they mean or can mean to some people. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm, I break the scale. <laughs> Shattered. You break out of your package. Yes, I open the package. <laughs> <laughs> I open my own package and go to 11. Very nice. All right, should we do some plugs? Let's do some plugging. Okay, so uh, why don't you tell people where they can find you and your pictures of Garden Yoda? Yeah, so um, I hang out on Instagram at Scrim Street, and Garden Yoda shows up there sometimes as well. On Twitter, I am at Sarah underscore Scrimshaw, Sarah with no H. Garden Yoda shows up there every once in a while, but your Garden Yoda is a little bit more on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, Garden Yoda is, is for Instagram. Here's some quick plugs for this uh, show, and then you are going to ask the final questions. Sure Yay. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host that is called Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums and stuff, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. I have a new album that is available on Bandcamp that is called Joseph Scrimshaw Versus Time, so you can just go to Bandcamp and search for Joseph Scrimshaw or or you can go to my website, and it is right there on the front page. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. All right, hit me with the final questions. Final questions. I'll just tell you, you know this. These don't have to be about your obsession. Okay. If you had a little door in your home that magically opened to a different place, what would that place be? Ooh, I think I'm being affected by my obsession, uh, but I'll say it Toys R Us. 
<laughs> it's not a practical answer, but it's the one that came to mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a practical answer would be like uh, the hospital just in case. <laughs> that was darker than I meant. I was trying to yeah. think of like what's... Uh, I, was gonna, I was thinking like the grocery store. The grocery store have to walk the most practical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll, you know, I'll make it more practical. I'll say uh, uh, Target because then you okay. can absolutely get whatever you want. You know, if there is an earthquake, whoop, you just go in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can always be first in line to check out their action figures as well. Yeah. I mean, if I wanted to be creepy, I could go there at night. (laughs) I would leave money. I'm not going to steal anything. Right, right. No, of course. Yeah, That's a weird answer, isn't it? To go to Target. To go to Target? No. Because it's a place that it really is just saving some some time and some gas. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's a part of me that feels like, well, I want it to open to the, uh, the colony we have on Mars uh, 3,000 years from now. That'd be nice, too. That would be cool. If they have action figures. You could bring them along. It would be how you make <laughs> you make your friends. I'm going to fuck up this timeline. <laughs> I mean, I think it's uh, it's fun. You get a chance to be on the other side of the podcast uh, table. Yeah. Metaphorically, as it were. Find out, um, you know, how much the questions do get affected yeah, well, by the Yeah, what, what do you do? Uh, we'll settle on Target. Okay, I think Target. On Mars. No, targets. On Martian Mars. Target. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Okay. If you had the mutant power to turn your body into any substance, what would it be? Ooh. Uh, I am going to go. Uh, tell me if you think this counts as a substance okay. or if I'm cheating. Okay. The wind. Oh, I count that. Yeah, because then I could just blow around. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just sounds very freeing. Mm-hmm. And in theory, as the wind, one could locomote. I love like, it. Like I would just then I could just uh, blow myself to target. <laughs> I want that to be my new superpower that I can turn into the wind. <laughs> really, I mean, like it, talk about like great meditation. You just you just want to let go and be in the moment. Yeah. How, how can you do that better than just being sentient wind? Yeah. I said my new superpower, so I already have. Uh, <laughs> you have <laughs> got many three others, superpowers. Uh, the final question. Yes. What is happiness? Ooh. I think I will answer in the spirit uh, of the main topic. I think uh, happiness is a moment of discovery, like finding something like an action figure, something that brings you joy and allowing yourself to uh, just appreciate that moment without putting too much baggage on what has preceded it or what's going to come afterwards, but just being able to enjoy that moment of, wow, whatever it is that that gives it to you. That is beautiful. Yay. Thank you. That is our podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. I thought of another action figure memory Mm -hmm. that is fun. Uh, I had a talking Venom action figure that had a little backpack uh, and you could push buttons and it had three different phrases and one of them was uh, Venom saying I want to eat your brain <laughs> uh, and when I was uh, young it, it uh, malfunctioned in some way mm-hmm. and in the middle of the night Venom just kept saying I want to eat your brain I want to eat your brain I want to eat your brain uh, and it just being kind of groggy I was just like I, I went and hit the button and didn't stop and so I wrapped Venom in a towel and <laughs> put him in the closet. And I could still just very gently hear a muffled, I want to And then uh, eventually uh, Venom just 
stopped. The battery just died? I No, because the Venom, the last time I saw Venom, he still worked. He just had some thoughts to get out <laughs> that one particular night. <laughs> <laughs>